Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now on to this week's totally tubular show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 52, the one-year episode of the Print On Demand cast. We've talked about it, and now we are finally here, Travis. How does it feel to finally be a year old? We've turned a Mm. year. It's, you know, you mentioned this last time. I think, I feel like it really reflects um, our mental, you know, you know, acumen. Um, it's, it's very, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's we're fair, one it's year reflected. old. We're, we're, it, yeah. our, we're, we're about to catch up with our mental state, our jokes, our maturity, yeah. I guess not mental state, but yeah, we're, we're officially a year old man. Hello everybody. And welcome to the print on demand cast. If you are here, please let us know that you are in the, ch- in the room, drop us yeah. a chat. Uh, we would a lot love of people. A- a- yes. AJ's saying hi. Cassandra's saying hi. Helen says hi. Uh, I saw Mike's in here. Chris is in here. Uh, lots of people. Is Mike the one that said Raiders? Because I need to yeah, know. Yeah, of blank. course he did. Yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds just, about right. Just, well, just tell him. Just never mind. <laughs> <laughs> RJ's here too. <laughs> awesome. RJ said he well, wanted the pink shirt. But there's Aww. there's a method to our madness, and we'll get to that in a little bit, right? Right, Josiah? Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Well, it is great to be here with you guys. We are going to be live. Obviously, we're going to be as interactive as possible. We encourage all of you to submit uh, questions uh, for us and our special guest. And with that being said, Travis, there's no need for pomp and, and circumstance and the accoutrement of, of, of a fancy production. <laughs> we're just going to let you guys know right now, our special guest is back again, Chris Green, joining us for the one-year anniversary special uh, of the Print on Demand cast. Chris, thank you so much for deciding to come hang out with us again. No, thanks for the invitation. And one-year anniversary, congratulations, guys. That's a lot thanks. of episodes. And I got to yeah. think it must feel good, right? Like, it was a lot of work, but doesn't that, all that work feel good? It does. Oh, you know, I, yeah. yeah, I feel like, you know, we've we – there's definitely an accomplishment to, to, to being consistent and doing 52 episodes every single week through Q4, through, you know, changing shops, through, you know, COVID, <laughs> through all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, we made it, you know, and I mean, here's here's to the future. I've got a special, you know, big boy drink for this episode. It's a it's a tall boy, if you will, um, because it's an anniversary edition. Uh, but here's to another year or another five years who knows you know uh this is a good time this is a great show josiah is a great host to have you know teaming up with and uh chris you're a great guest man we're super <laughs> happy to have you on again dude oh, josiah so you're you're muted nothing like live <laughs> oh yes i bumped my the connection here on the mic and it said it was okay next i had to reconnect I, yeah I we're the same thing don't worry about it yes <laughs> yeah no net so we're not gonna have uh, point of interest. We're not going to have right. a main event. We're not going to have any of that. But we are still going to have this week's dad joke of the week. Time for the weekly dad joke. Can't wait. Travis, you guys do it at the beginning or the end? Well, oh, we're, we're doing, doing it right, right now. now, baby. We're doing it oh, right good. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get people hooked. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Yeah. 
the pause was for the post-production jingle that always comes in uh, after I say dad joke. Of Time the week. for the weekly dad joke. Yeah, there that's pretty go. much is it. That, that yeah, a, he, he recorded it anyway. Yeah, it was live. We're live. So, okay, here it is. Travis, Chris, do you know why dinosaurs don't make good pets? No, just uh, I don't know why dinosaurs would make great pets. I don't know. Well, they wouldn't make good pets because they're dead. And that's this week's uh, weekly dad joke. You are all welcome. I know last week someone said they used the weekly dad joke <laughs> at a party around the water cooler and didn't give us credit. Uh, we expect the check to be in the mail. So that's all I'm going to say about, about that right there. <laughs> with, that, so with, your Travis, theme, with your yes. 80s theme. With your 80s theme. Oh, yes. Yes, that you. is. That Those is, are nice. For those of you yeah. who are on the the uh, podcast, Chris Green just donned some dope pink glasses, yes, sunglasses, and uh, just he is killing it with those things. Oh yeah, <laughs> like those, like super vintage, nice. man. These things are hot. Oh yeah. Oh come on, mm-hmm. focus, focus. There, we go. there it is. Ooh, oh, I like that little accent in there. Yeah, the yeah. teal accents in there. That is that is wonderful. Of course, Chris has a pair of sunglasses for every occasion. So that's one thing I've learned. <laughs> Over the years, there's no shortage. <laughs> Look at that bag it. of sunglasses. <laughs> Every outfit he has a pair. And of course, it's that a goes right along with it. Amazon fulfillment bag. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's so, all branded. So what we're gonna do now is, if you haven't noticed, if you're watching the podcast here, this episode we have shirts. Travis and I are wearing shirts here. I'll let him show you his first right there. It says. Dad jokes, bad puns, professionals, P.O.D. cast in a Cobra Kai parody, of course, uh, which looks amazing. And then I have podcast professionals here with a shout Mm -hmm. out to, of course, Guns and Roses. And if you guys want to avail yourself of one of these shirts, we told you we've been telling you that we are going to launch a merch store. And that time has come printedamancast.com slash shop is where you can go and get yourself a shirt. And really, like we said last week, Travis, it's the easiest way to support the show. Yep. Yeah. It's uh it's been a fun kind of we've been back, you know, batting designs back and forth and had our designer mm-hmm. kind of jump on some and it's been super fun um you know doing those and kind of creating the store and you know you guys can yeah. go there right now and check it out but I, I thought it'd be fun if we just, you know, Chris hasn't been, he's seen our shirts, but he hasn't seen the other ones. And I thought it might be fun right. to just show him some of the shirts and, um, you know, yeah. maybe tell some stories about where some of the shirts came from. And uh, maybe our listeners will also get a kick, kick out of that. So you want to yeah, cue some of those up, it. Josiah? Let's pull some of these up, starting with this one right here, which of course, I'm going to zoom in here real quick. It simply says... Dad jokes and information and education and podcast professionals and dad jokes. Uh, nice. Of course, Travis and I pride ourselves on the dad jokes and being podcast professionals. And it's in the vein. There's a lot, there were a lot of shirts that, that came out that had kind of like the characters of shows that are listed. Mm-hmm. Like it had the whole cast of friends, you know, Rebe, Phoebe and Ross and Rachel. So we took yep. that idea and just kind of listed out the the tent poles of the print on demand cast, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Chris? What's your, what's your take? Uh, we we ought to rate them like out of 10. Yes. Yes. You have to rate sure. them on a, on a scale of one to 10. 
out of ten. All right, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a, a generous six. A generous six. Because <laughs> I feel like five not, is like like it's not okay. good. So it's not that it's not good, but it's it's a six. And I'll tell you why though, because it's yep. so niche. Yeah. Right. So yep. it's like okay. it's, you got to be like locked in to the print on demand cast, which I think I told you guys this last time I was on. I'm super jealous of the name. It is so good. <laughs> it is so perfect. I can't believe nobody had it. Every time I see it, I'm like, what podcast? The print on demand. Po- oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, uh, heck yeah. But man. the the double dad jokes, right? For the people yep. that are catching. Oh, they got dad jokes twice. Oh, okay, I see what you did there. All right, so yeah, yeah. little little good use on the creativity. All right, All right what we'll else? take a six. We'll take a six. Right, yeah, that's we'll, fine. We'll take a six on that one. Let's see what else we have here. I am uh, multitasking here. If you're watching and you see me looking away from the camera, it's because my monitor is on. That's why you need 80 sunglasses, dude. It looks like I'm looking at the camera right now. That's but I'm true. Not. I'm looking down here. What to am I the, doing? The dad joke shirts. Oh, what a failure! <laughs> I'll what you a some. failure. That's why. Okay, all right. I'll I'll be expecting those. That's why Chris Green is here, folks. He helps us be more podcast professionals. Here's this one: a little parody of the old school MTV logo to go with the, you know, '80s new retro theme that we have going on here. Pretty simple, just a, a giant POD and put on demand cast. I like it. I like it. What I like this Chris? one better than the last one. But of course, not everybody knows the MTV logo from those days, right? Like MTV sure. like doesn't really put music on anymore, right? Sure uh, don't. <laughs> but for the people that know it, like the P is the right style, right? It's got the right 3D going on. You know, this this model, like, is this on on place it? Where did you find this guy? It is, yeah. So all, this is all on of place these it? actually. All right, good for place. This is a fairly new one, then. I like yeah, this one. I, all seven, of them. I got to go seven and a half because I feel like it's, it's not an eight, right? Like eight's got to be pretty highly. Well, I'll give it a. It's a little better than a seven. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. And hey, chat room can totally override me. And but 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 <laughs> uh, yes. they have to give a reason. They can't just say no. Chris is wrong. It's a nine. You got to say why. Say why. And hey, maybe maybe I'll agree with them, and we can actually bump that rating up. Yeah, I like that. Seven and a like half. That. So if you're if you're in the room with us uh, here, yeah, and you you disagree, let Chris know that you disagree. But furthermore, let him know why. And Cordelia says, "Sure, it's very MTV." So I think that's yep. a compliment. Thank you, Cordelia. That's very kind of you. That was what we were going yeah. for. Well, Cordelia, show us another one. Just pull up another one ladies. here. Oh yeah, ladies shirts. Right, we got mm-hmm. ladies shirts in there, right, Josiah? We've got some ladies uh, fit fitted shirts. You're are you? Did you bump your? Are you uh, muted? Did you mute yourself? Nope. No, there you go. We're all we're, good. We're all good. Oh, okay. Okay. Good, good. All right. So here's another one, based on a reference that was made. Travis, when did we make first make this reference to hmm. the print on demand cast multiverse? This, this was when we had um, uh, the Vexels guy Jiro on, and at the end That's he right. talked about. You know, we were talking about put your crystal ball, you know, or look in your crystal ball. What's the future of the print on demand universe? And he was like, I think it's multi or something like that. And and so we made the joke <laughs> that it was the first time we'd ever had an MCU, uh, you know, reference on the print on demand cast. And so you yes. dubbed you dubbed our listeners, listeners as the print on demand multiverse. And so here yes. you go. There's a shirt for you. I like this one. Is this the Marvel logo? Kind of, yeah, parody? yeah, kind of parody, ish. yeah, a little bit ish. All right, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not really embarrassed to say it, but I'll admit that I haven't seen hardly any of the Marvel movies because like I got behind, and then like, then you're kind of mm. like messed up, like you, like, and then... unless you really catch up, you can't just jump back in and watch, you know, Endgame right. or something. It's like, no, I know yeah. it's like so much. 
You have like to, just, yeah, you have to know the whole thing. <laughs> I'm so far behind, like it's just it's never gonna happen, kind of thing. Uh, I like I like it. Seven though, seven. Seven, seven. I like the other okay. one better. The MTV seven. one is better than this one. So so far simple, MTV. Right? It's, it's simply stated. I like yep. it. So let's see what else we have here. What's the next one we can pull up? This one was for Travis. It's his catchphrase at the end of every show. Just a simple see ya. See ya. So we made is one that, for is Travis. That comic is, sans? One. is that Comic Sans? I, I think so, yeah. I, it could be. Do you we need sure to fire our designer? You sure? Yeah. Yeah, this is... I, I, Are we going to fire our designer? Is that what you're saying? I, we, we might. I mean, I, I'm just thinking, like, I love... I mean, it's a fun, like, you know, kind of at the end of every episode, see ya, you know, but I don't feel I'm represented well in this shirt at all. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I'm... I feel like kind of I got gypped by our designer. So we need to. By the to, comics uh, fans? Yeah, by the comic fans. I mean, <laughs> my my sixth grader probably would have done a better job, is all I'm saying. But I mean, uh, we'll let it, leave it up H. to Chris. What's, what's the H all about, right? Like, see ya is like C, yeah, like Y A, right? Is that how you spell <laughs> that, in Colorado? Yeah. Or? <laughs> might, might be where he's, how you spell it where our designer's from, but we'll have to yeah. ask. And get I think a redesign needs, on that one. <laughs> it needs it needs the mustache and a beard, so it's like oh, and and a hat, right? So so people like no, sure. oh right, yeah, that's Travis from the thing. Yep. Instead of like see ya, like yeah. see ya, like what are you yeah. talking about? That's a you good know? point, Chris. It just you want some you want a job branding. as a designer? I do not. That's a hard. <laughs> yes, you, you have time, right? He has time. Yeah. I think he has. I'm not doing okay. The next else. one, the next one here is the one. You, I I'm not even going to rate that one. That one doesn't get rated. Yeah, we'll just we'll just forego. This is good. This is good. But here's the one that I'm wearing: podcast professionals. In the shout out to, of course, the Guns and Roses, two microphones, the Rose, pretty vintage looking. Goes instead with the of the guns, sure. it's got the, it's you know instead of the guns, it's got the microphones. Um, I like that. I, I like that. I thought that was clever. Yeah, what do you think, Chris? Microphones can be more of a weapon than guns if you know how to use mm. them. Right? You can use the power of your words. Uh, I, get, I go so eight, eight, eight and a half on this one. Eight and a half. Whoa. Like it. And it's nice. crazy, right? Like, but you know, right? So not everybody grew up with Guns N' Roses, but maybe people have seen the vintage tees or something. They're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, sure. I see that. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, so far. Eight, and those shades are fire, dude. Like, if you guys could pair the shades and the shirt as a bundle, <laughs> a print-on-demand bundle. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Could laser okay, something on the sides, you know, or something. I don't know. That'd be pretty dope. All right. Let's is this the last one? Here. Yes, last one coming up. Okay. The one Travis is wearing right now. Our tribute or ode or shout out to the Cobra Kai <laughs> phenomenon. Bad, bad dad jokes, bad puns, professionals. The POD cast. I like it. I like it. I don't, I kind of got to go. I got to go eight on this one because the Guns N' Roses one is better. Okay. Guns N' Roses. Right. You heard it here first, guys. Nice. Definitely, well, definitely go. the Guns N' Roses shirt one. Okay, yeah, Mike Mike Perillo, Uncle Mike is in the chat. He says, definitely digging the Guns N' Roses shirt. He says he wants one. <laughs> well, Mike, guess what? You can get one. You just it's go to printondemandcast.com slash shop and just drop one in your cart. And it's that simple. And uh, Josiah, your company's actually going There's to There's the website there. These. I just wanted to, yep, just kind of show everyone a little bit. Go there, and there's all... There's all the designs that we have Fun. to offer. That one, of course, will be struck from the record with the H spelling. <laughs> uh, it is no longer going to exist. <laughs> uh, but it was I mean, nice like, while well, it lasted yeah. for that guy. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. 80s did the right. workout stuff, but like all the other stuff was way more 80s than mm-hmm. the workout lady. Like even just yeah, her mock-up was kind of out of place. Mm. Yeah, well, but we'll hey. be sure to if we can get your digital signature and we can just send your signature on the pink slip to our designer and let him know that it was actually Chris no, Green. No, no. Also, unanimously the chat that they decided to fire him and Travis is also personally offended. So he's he's got a long way. Hmm. uphill to make up for that uh comic sense right. debacle <laughs> that is right i think there's a lesson in here though right okay not to do with the designer but hey we mm-hmm. just went through and rated some print on demand shirts that don't actually exist you haven't spent any money on them other than hiring a designer to, to make some mm-hmm. things right got feedback yeah right not just from hey we did a yeah. podcast we had a guest but from the community from people that are watching and said you know what Let's take that down. And you're able to refine and test and, and split yeah. and all these things without ever having to spend any money. Like it's whatever I see something like that, I'm like, that's why print on demand, whatever it is, apparel, barware, yeah. glass, like it yeah. doesn't matter. The fact you can print on demand or take an order and then make customized ship fulfill where you know yeah. I come from and you guys did plenty of arbitrage like you had to go buy stuff and spend yeah. money and cross your fingers <laughs> and do all this work yep. before you ever saw a product then like the money would come in and pay for your credit card and you're like okay I still I still haven't made money you can make money with print right. on demand on the first item you ever sell like yeah, you're yeah. never upside down in print on demand which I, it's so good i think people dismiss it they don't they're, they're missing this opportunity because they think it's something else they think it's oh that's not real e-commerce it's like i don't know marvel right. and, and disney do it like i pretty real yeah for sure yeah yeah 100 and i saw some people in the chat as well asking about ladies fit shirts we can get those we can add them to the site and we'll we'll get those up uh tomorrow so that you can have ladies fit and everyone can be in the shirt that they desire probably the guns and roses one because chris put that one over pretty hard so (laughs) i'm expecting that's the one (laughs) that will uh that we'll see selling let's hope yeah. Can I add well, can I add one thing about ladies' tees? Yep. Yes. I think there's a big opportunity where men don't realize how good they'll look in a ladies' tee. Especially do you guys do ring tees where you have like the rings around the sleeves? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. This is a shot in the dark, but if guys are willing to try on a ladies fit ring tee, their guns are gonna look sweet. We actually went in <laughs> to this is whew, 14 years ago so we still lived in texas there was a local shirt shop like you know they would go in they would do nice short runs for us and we mm-hmm. had these shirts from a church that i was going to that were printed on ring tees and we're like we mm-hmm. love like, these shirts are great me and the other guys were like it's like my favorite shirt man like i just like the fit i feel like i feel good in this shirt we take them in to this print to this t-shirt shop to be like hey can you get these can, can we get some shirts made on, on these we didn't know what they were called we didn't know they were called ring shirts mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, yeah, I can get those, but those are ladies' shirts. We're like, really? <laughs> we had no idea. And we said, you know what? Forget it. We're going to do it anyway. Like we wanted, we had shirts printed on ladies' ring tees because we just like yeah. the way that they fit. And I told that to David now because he's getting bigger. He's 14. And he's, he mm-hmm. likes kind of a tighter fit. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah. you should get some ladies' ring tees and, and see if you like those. And the first reaction is like, ladies, no, I don't wear that. But it's like, dude, it's a shirt. Like, there's no men's shirts and ladies' shirts. Like, it's, you like wearing it? Wear it. Right? It's a shirt, yeah. So I think more men should try it. So anybody who tries it after listening to this episode, you gotta you gotta message the show and be like, you know what? Please I heard, do. I heard you, about you it. I thought Chris was messing with me. <laughs> I did it, and it was incredible. Yep. Yeah, you can you can wear one, post it a picture to the group, and let us know just how high your social stock rose when everyone thought you looked so jacked. 
all the dates Guns, that you dude. got, everything. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think we need to see uh, Chris's theory proven here. So I, I look forward to these pictures. Yeah. I, I think I think we could even, you know, give out a prize to the first male that wears a woman's shirt that takes a selfie and posts it, posts it in the group. So there's a few people here on the live. So you guys get the first chance. Uh, yeah. And then who, I believe we have a casting world. I believe uncle Mike just uncle said, Mike's I'm going to do Travis. it. No, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's just saying that. I, I think don't he, even think about he's it. He's just saying that. Yeah. He's been <laughs> talking. got to be serious. Don't just go get your, your a wife's shirt, right? Like that doesn't count. You have to get one. You're like, you know what? I'm actually <laughs> going to consider trying this. Don't put on a blouse. Don't put on a, you know, a, a workout tank top or something. Like, no, <laughs> actually find Ugh. a t-shirt that your wife wears and try it on. And you're going to be surprised. All right. Well, all right. You know, all right, uh, Mike, I that, look forward better to that. you than me. <laughs> nah, I think uh, I think Uncle Mike should probably uh, throw one on for ISS Long Beach if we have that meetup that we're talking about doing yep. in January. I think, I think we get idea. him a print on demand cast one. I think that's a goal for Mike. I think he can yeah, do it. I think we're going to bring that for him to wear to that Long Beach mm-hmm. meetup. As a matter of fact, I think that's going to happen. So uh, let's wait and see what he chats about that. Yeah, we're going to do it long. So ISS is a, a show in January. It's a print show that. Uh, they do in Long Beach. It's a really big one as far as print shows go. There's a lot of different size ones all over the country, but the January ones, a lot of times where companies will reveal some of their newer products and such. And so we're, we're planning on Josiah and I are already planning on going Jason, uh, Josiah's business partner, um, uh, uncle Mike, Mike Perillo. He actually lives out in California. That's actually where we met in face to face for the first time was at the ISS Long Beach show a couple of years ago. Um, really good friends now. And so, yeah, so we're planning on just bringing, you know, going out there, telling everybody we're going to be out there, maybe, maybe even doing like a suite at a place and having a, you know, just a get together or something like that, but doing like a podcast, doing some lives, you know, from the show floor and things like that. Um, yeah, it's in January. I don't have the exact dates on me, but that's definitely, uh, something we're planning on doing. should be fun. Yep. That's smart. Just do it at the same time. as like a big event. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so we've been blabbering on and on about, you know, fun stuff, and it's been a blast, and this is our 52nd episode, and we can do whatever the hell we want, uh, So, but I do want to talk about print-on-demand a little bit. Um, so, Chris, when I messaged you originally about this, you were saying, oh, well, I have, there's so many things to talk about. There's all these different updates, and you, I think you were specifically talking about KDP, and I think there's enough people that, you know, like KDP and do KDP that we can maybe touch on that, and then I also wanted to talk about what we talked about before we press record, uh, some of the more you know, like the shirts and the, um, you know, mugs and things like that. But why don't you give us some of the updates that you've heard about in the KDP world to start with? So KDP, of course, stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. I don't like the name because it implies Kindle and Kindle's digital. So it's, yeah, it's on the right. whatever. Uh, but So it used to be Create Space. It was a separate, that's where you did your, your print on demand paperbacks. Actually, they used to do uh, audio CDs and like mm. clamshell DVDs. If you gave them the content and the, artwork they would make you a clamshell dvd on demand uh they don't really do that anymore just because dvds are you know streaming and all that but they've taken the paperback and they've put it under kdp so if anybody wants to do print on demand books um uh, which i wish i had a copy of it i need to order another one <coughs> i gave my last one away uh where i i made a book called 50 shades of gray cats and it was 50 different pictures of gray <laughs> cats and that was it 
and it was printed in color. It looked great. These are high-resolution images. And I found that that book was the one book that really got people to click and have that kind of like, aha moment or like the light bulb, whatever. They're like, oh, you can print anything. And I'm like, yes, that's what I've been telling you. <laughs> because so many people think printing a book or self-publishing a book, like, I get it. Like, I remember, like, I'm, I, I feel it right now. I think that, oh, well, writing a book is hard. It's a big project. I'm like, yeah, but there's other types of books, like crossword puzzles and notebooks and journals and 50 pictures of cats and sure. 50, you know, 100 reasons to trust Donald Trump with nuclear weapons and like all these <laughs> things, which is a real book that I printed and made over $500 on. Uh, oh my gosh! Without paying any attention to it, it's a completely blank book. There's nothing in it, right? It's like a spoof kind of book. You know, people made sure. it for Democrats, yeah. people made it for Republicans. So I was like, yep. it, it took me, yep. I think, a total of 90 minutes to make the interior file and the cover as a goof. I was kind of hoping it would go viral, maybe get like, retweeted by Ellen or something. You know, something sure. along those lines. Which, with print on demand, is a real possibility. So you can put 90 minutes into something. You know, maybe mm -hmm. spend another hour trying to you know get it upvoted on Reddit, try to get it retweeted by somebody on, on Twitter, try to get it yeah. shared on Instagram and see if you can't, you know, like, like it makes sense for you. Like, Oh wait, I got enough out of it for my effort. And if not, you wasted mm. two and a half hours, but you learned something, you learned things that didn't work. Uh, and even then you've made an asset that maybe doesn't sell today, but over the, yeah. over the four years or, or five years now, uh, I made 500 bucks. Now that's not a ton. Of course, it doesn't sell a ton of books. It make like 250 on each one or something. Right. But it's completely passive. It's on demand. And Amazon does it. It's on Amazon's Prime eligible and all those things. So I keep going back to examples like this because with KDP and print on demand books, it's not t-shirts, which are easy to kind of understand, upload an image and it's a print on demand t-shirt, pick some colors, sizes. It's yeah. Okay. I get it. Mm -hmm. uh, with books, it's, it's something different. It's like what what are people buying the book for? Like what problem are they solving? Or do they want puzzle books? Do they want coloring books? Do they want journals and notebooks and uh, or or anything else or, or a book about how to run a podcast, right? Yeah. And I think how is that a book? Be like, well, here's the ten things you should know before starting a podcast, and you put right. some video, links to videos and links to your Facebook group, and now you've got a print on demand <clears throat> product, mm -hmm. physical product yeah. you can leverage and give away and, and all these other things. So uh, since the last time I was on. Kindle or, or KDP has added hardback books. So it's not just paperbacks, no hardback books. And this is Amazon. And I know I'm kind of being long-winded already, but the thing you have to remember about Amazon is they want the market share. They are, they will cut, the, cut their costs uh, and, and, and their fees and everything as much as they can in order to pass on lower prices to the customer so they can own the market. So that the price that you can order a single book at, or even 50 books is so low per unit. Because Amazon's not trying to make money off authors ordering their own books, right? Mm -hmm. They want their program to be so attractive that authors are compelled to use it. Of course, I want to use KDP. Of course, I want my products on Amazon. Because then the customers come to Amazon, buy those products, stick around, buy right. other products, become right. lifetime value customers of, of Amazon. Uh, so we, as publishers or as content creators... Uh, and leverage Amazon's insane cost structure, not to mention the fact that you're on Amazon and Prime eligible, uh, all of these benefits to have our print-on-demand products. Again, not just T-shirts. Books are print-on-demand as well, and you can put different types of content in the book. So first thing is we got hardbacks. Now, you can make big. You can make them small. They're a little bit more mm -hmm. expensive, uh, but they look really nice. So depending on what type of book you're making, if you want it to be a little bit more of a premium product compared to a kind of a floppy paperback, that option is now there. Of course, completely free, print on demand. Mm -hmm. uh, they're adding the ability to add more information. They're calling it A-plus content. So you can add additional images uh, you know, to the, the product page. So anybody who's an Amazon seller is going to be familiar with this. But in KDP, it was normally cover, 
back cover if you printed a paperback. If you just did Kindle, you're only going to get a front cover. That was mm -hmm. it for your image options. Now we yeah. have additional image options. Uh, there are ways to upload videos to, to your listings, which is going to give people more ways to kind of communicate the value proposition of their book and hopefully get some more sales for it. Just make them look more professional. Um, they added the ability. This is kind of related. It's not exactly print on demand, but you can now order um, Kindle books, digital books for other people. Uh, so Travis, for example, mm -hmm. I could take my hundred dollar book, drop it to 99 cents, right? For one day, 24 hours. Me as the author, I'm going to go in and buy 1000 copies at 99 mm -hmm. cents each. Right. Well, let's not do it that. Let's do 100. Let's make it like okay, 100, 100. Sure, copies. sure. I will now have 100 individual unique redemption links. This un, you know, one limit of this is USA only. So if you buy in USA, you can only redeem USA. Uh, then the next day, my price, my book goes back up to 99 bucks. Right. <laughs> Except now I have 100 $1 coupons. Right. I spent 100 bucks uh, to basically buy 100 $100 bills. Right. So mm -hmm. I got $10,000 worth of books for a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause that's the retail value. Yeah. And right. I'm saying this as like a 2.0 strategy already. Cause I'm buying, I'm publishing my own books. I'm dropping the price. I'm buying them myself. You can also monitor uh, Kindle books and say, Hey, Gary V's book is normally tw you know, 1299. Hey, it's on sale for 199 today. Okay. I see that. Let me get, two, let me get a hundred of those for $200. And mm -hmm. now I have a hundred redemption links that once the price goes back, to twelve ninety nine or, or whatever the regular price is, uh, multiply that by hundred, and I was like, wait a minute, I have twelve thousand nine hundred dollars worth of Gary V books to give right. away, uh, hmm. and then leverage that and run ads against Gary's audience to say, hey, join my email list and you know win a copy of Gary's book. You can't sell the links, right? So don't buy links hmm. underpriced and then try to sell them. You can't do that. Yeah, you you got to give them away, right? Uh, as far as I can tell, this isn't breaking any rules. But hey, I've, I've broken Amazon rules. <laughs> uh, but what an amazing piece of bait, right? Even if you gave away one, like 99 cents to get a targeted person to join your email list, like there's a lot mm -hmm. more expensive ways to get people to join your email list than giving them yep. yeah. the leverage of saying, look, join my email list. I'll give you my $100 book. Like, dang, that's a good deal. I'm going to join that. And then that, wow. that value exchange, like you've given them so much up front. But you basically gave them a $100 bill and it cost you $1. Right yeah. now, of course, you could send the PDF, but it's not the same as sending them a link which says regular price, 99 price for you free with this special link given to you by Chris Green. What a great guy he is. Like, it's just <laughs> such a way to leverage uh, this platform. Right. And if the you can track if the links are redeemed. Right. So if I send you a link, Travis, and you don't redeem it, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll tell you, this is a this is a seven day link. Redeem in seven days or it's not going to work. I'll give it to somebody else. Right. So I'm not losing. <laughs> and within 60 days, you can return them. <laughs> like you can straight up get your money back. You'd be like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing here. Return them all. You'll get all your money back. Like Amazon's not, not even going to hold you to that. After 60 mm. days, you're stuck with them. All right. But you, you can always redeem them. They don't expire. Um, my, my mind just goes crazy with the promotional yeah. opportunities around this. Um, That's incredible. I was listening to uh, an older episode of um, How I Built This. Uh, podcast and and you and Guy Raz was interviewing Tim Ferriss. By the way, how I built this is such a fun, fun, fun podcast. It tells the story of yeah. you know ultra entrepreneurs from all over every industry. And Guy Raz is just an incredible interviewer, and they really produce it. It's a really well written, a really well. Um, it's a super great podcast. So re highly recommended. Anyway, 
um, he was interviewing Tim Ferriss and uh, it was just so interesting to see how, I mean, you, you seem to be wired in a similar way as Tim when it comes to like, he basically would just try things document them and then learn from them and then try them again with the, the things he learned and just over and over test and test and test and test and try and try. And he would take copious notes. Um, and the way his, he was completely unknown before he wrote the four hour work week. And it was the number one bestseller for, for over four years. Um, and, and he basically did that because he had he he created a strategy and he he actually went to different conferences and got around tech bloggers and just hung around them and then every once in a while would say you know they'd ask him finally who are you again and he would say oh i'm tim ferris and i you know they're like <laughs> and that's all he'd say and they'd say well what do you do and he's like oh i just you know i i'm just out here trying to you know talk about my first book that i just you know just finished writing and he would shut up and then they would go inevitably well, what's the book about? And he would give a short pitch. They go, oh, that's interesting. If you'd like, I'll make, I'll send you a copy of my book and I'll actually, you know, highlight with some sticky notes, you know, four or five different things that I think would be really applicable to you and your business. And so he did that about 40 times and he got all of this publish, pub, pub, uh, publicity um, because he was out there talking to all these people that already had audiences that then got this book. It was, it was customized for them as far as like what they should read. They would, and they go, Oh, this is really interesting. They'd write about it. And then all of a sudden he's like number one bestseller in like, you know, I think it was six weeks. It took him from the time he actually launched to when he was on the bestsellers mm. list and he stayed there for four years. Um, so it's very, I mean, obviously that is kind of a lightning strike, you know, but uh, it's and it's incredible. Um, it's an incredible story, and it illustrates how you know lightning can strike if you. But <laughs> lightning is going to strike probably a lot more frequently if you actually <laughs> have a strategy and actually plan, and also if you test all kinds of things that don't work, <laughs> because right. you got to get through all the stuff that doesn't work, you know, and learn from all of that stuff. And I mean, I feel like. Oh my gosh, I have learned so many things about what doesn't work in print on demand. You know, <laughs> I mean, we, sure. if you, if you just re reverse or, or go back and listen to all of our episodes, you can see, you can find so many different cautionary tales that we have shared about our mistakes and about these horrible things that have happened. But I guarantee we are better for them. You know, we are better uh, print on demand entrepreneurs, if you will. Um, you know, and, and yeah. or print on demand, you know, production whatever you want to call us, we're better for it. We're better businessmen because of it. And so, uh, yeah, it just reminded me as you were going through that, I was like, man, you sound a lot like, you know, Tim <laughs> Ferriss, you know, just try, try, try and try again, document, you know, tweak and do it again. That's why I love print on demand. Cause you can try, try, try tweak with, yeah. without spending money. Right. Like, yeah, that, like right. I've coached a lot of people and I try to I, I try to steer people away from spending money unless they're very confident. They know exactly what they're doing because I don't want anybody to lose money. I don't want people to buy something just because, oh, Chris said I need this. I was like, I didn't say you need anything. Right. Like <laughs> if, if you need something, you know, you got to make a decision yourself. But people forget that it's not just about learning. Tell me how to do POD. It's like you need to know the things that don't work. Like that's true knowledge. It's not just I know things like if you say I don't know anything that doesn't work. Well, then you don't know an industry. You don't know a topic well. 
You need to know all right. aspects of it. And you usually don't realize that until you've been in it long enough. Uh, and then you realize what you don't, you don't know when you don't know. But trying something right. and it doesn't work is valuable. It's not like, oh, shoot, wasted time. It's like, sort right. of. But also you learned what didn't work. So don't do that again. Or do it just right. a little bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm fascinated yep. a little bit by uh, a lot of people say they've read Tim Ferriss uh, and mm-hmm. they've read 4-Hour Workweek. And then you ask them something specific about the book and they have no idea. What you're talking about? <laughs> a lot of it's anecdotal, or something. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's anecdotal to like a lot of his experiences, you know, and like how he did, you know, dancing in Argentina and tango, you know, all of these different things that, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And so, th- like, that's the thing I remember. I remember him tango dancing in Argentina. I'm like, how does that have equate to a four hour work week? <laughs> I have no idea, but I remember that from the book when I read it, you know, ten years ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, he yeah. eventually got to the, uh, the remember his, his supplement company and he would pay, yep. pay, like he told people, hey, if it costs less than $100 to solve the problem, just solve it. Exactly. And I remember reading that and FBA had already existed by the time that I read it. It was very early. Uh, but I remember thinking, could you imagine? Because I read some of it and I was like, Tim, you know, I'm like, I'm talking to him. Like, some of this is not exactly <laughs> practical, right? Like you right. were able to do oh, some yeah. things and, you're in, and some of the things you did required like some upfront m- money and funds mm-hmm. and business knowledge. And um, his like, margins were insane in the supplement industry. Let's face it. He had and he great was early margin. too, very early yeah. supplement. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine, this is what I make, try to make people think about. Could you imagine if Tim Ferriss had FBA, mm. right? Because he did all that without FBA. He right. did that without, without Amazon Marketplace, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right. So I think like, man, imagine if he had, if, if Tim Ferriss had FBA. But or take if he had a step POD. further. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if someone with tim ferris's you know information i mean he used to do like a show where he would like try to learn poker in 24 hours or something he just tried to learn something extreme with like the best person in the world to see if the, like how good could you get if you could hang out yeah. with you know the top chess player in 24 hours how good could you get at chess uh like it's just trying and trying and trying new things like if he had print on demand back then the way we have print on demand today yeah i'm sure he would have tried 100 things until he found something that worked and popped yeah. And I think people, they underestimate that power of networking. Like if you published a book and you go to an event for podcasters, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a published book and you know, everybody yeah. there in attendance who has paid money to be there is literally a podcaster. And you have a published book and you're an expert on a specific topic. Just go up and talk to anybody that, that is there because you know what podcasters need? Guests. And yeah. if you're a published <laughs> author, where you can show some established expertise around an interesting topic. It's, I, I can't see too many scenarios where they're like, no, like, heck no, we would never have you on our show. Right. Like, right. Right. All of a sudden then you're on the show and guess what you do? You say, Hey, you know what we can do on your show? I'll give you guys 50 direct links to redeem for my uh, 19, my, my $20 Kindle book, or my $10 Kindle book. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be low price. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So instead mm-hmm. of giving away $10 on each one, it only costs you a dollar on each one because you're the author and you can change the price and you can buy all these codes. Or you say, look, here's what we can do. Uh, I'll, I'll ship. I'll give away 20 books to your, your audience. The first 20 people to, you know, join my email blah, blah, list blah. Or, mm-hmm. or don't make it about you. I, I, I try to always push it all yeah. the way to the host. Be like, hey, do you got, are you guys starting your own email list? Hey, this is a great way. Collect emails, then pick a winner and let me know and I'll send them books. Because with KDP, yeah. you can do what's called author copies and ship yep. to seven different countries, uh, basically at cost, cost of the book, plus $3.59 mm-hmm. shipping. That's pick, that's print, pick, pack, ship, everything that's under great. $4. Yeah. And tax, depending on what state you're shipping to. So depending mm-hmm. on the length of your book, you could, you know it's generally under six dollars, uh, or or about six dollars to ship a book. 
uh, a, a short book up to like 108, 120 pages or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's not just about, oh, okay, that's my fulfillment cost. And, okay, I need to factor that in. It's like, no, for $6, hands <laughs> off, wherever you are in the world, you can get on your computer and say, hey, ship this book to this person for under six bucks. It's going to be printed by Amazon and it's going to show up in an Amazon envelope. So you know they're going to open it. Right. This ain't no, <laughs> yeah. no media mail package. Right. Like it's like it's been trashed <laughs> and run over by a truck. It's like, no, it's in an Amazon envelope under six dollars <laughs> delivered remotely. Like I, I feel that people are underestimating the power of, of these platforms right now. And there's gonna be more yeah. people coming, there's gonna be more people selling. And I don't think it's a watch out here's competition coming. Um, uh, because what I try to teach people is to find something specific and niche that they personally enjoy. And then it's hard to beat somebody when you're going up against someone who actually enjoys what they're doing. You're like, Oh, I could do that. I could do that. It's like, yeah, but you don't actually like it. So you might be able to do it for a little (laughs) while, but you're eventually going to see it as work and you're not going to want to do it. That other person that loves it, they are going to eat your lunch and they're going to smoke you out because they actually love it. And they figured out that like, I can't believe I get to have this podcast. I get to talk about something that I like. I have a merch store that's print on demand that I don't have to do anything except get a royalty check every month. Right. Like, yeah, this is the dream. And I wrote a post about it recently where it's the myth of finding the job that if you never work a day in your life, if you find a job that you love, that, yeah. that doesn't exist. There's no job that you love so much that you would do it for free, right? <laughs> you might like your job, you might, you know, but I can't think of a single, and tell me, like everybody in the comments, like, let us know, show me a job where, yeah, you might do it for less money. You might do it for free for a little bit to help somebody out. You might, you know, volunteer and enjoy some things, but that's, that's not a job. That's volunteering. There's no job that you would do for free. Uh, right. Yeah. Unless you really, really love it. And you could think of entrepreneurs as like, we do stuff that nobody likes. We put ourselves through stressful situations for fun, right? <laughs> like we're, we're the crazy ones, right? Because we actually enjoy this. No one else would do this because they're like, why would you do that? You're not getting paid. It might not work out. It's a lot of work. Your, your spouse is angry at you for staying up another late night working on something. That you're like, <laughs> why do you do this? It's because we actually enjoy it. And it's really hard to compete with people who actually enjoy what they do. So find what you actually like to do. Find a way to provide value to other people, whether through a podcast or a Facebook group or a YouTube channel or an Instagram account, like it doesn't matter. Find a way to put out information that you enjoy talking about that actually helps other people. And all of a sudden you're going to have an audience. And if you have an audience, you can offer print on demand merch. And now you have a way to make money doing something you actually like. And the trick yeah. is to not feel guilty about it. Cause I know you guys, I'm not, not only you guys, but I know people that are listening because I've done this for so long. They start to feel guilty and they're like, well, I would do this for free. Why should I, I can't believe I'm getting paid. And I was like, that's the point, right? <laughs> like LeBron <laughs> likes playing basketball, right? He doesn't see it yeah. as a job. He doesn't be like, damn, I got to wake up and practice again. Oh, I hate this. I wish I wasn't LeBron. James. <laughs> He's like, no, I, I love the game of basketball. This, I, this is great. And I love the workouts and I, I love the, yeah. my muscles are feeling sore and I, 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 I love all of it. And that goes back to what we just started talking about at the very beginning, right? You guys did 52 episodes, a lot of work, right? Yeah. Hard work. Things yeah. didn't yep. work out. Like episodes didn't yeah. come out as good as you want. Like guests didn't show up. Like things didn't record, like all these things. It was hard work. But now you're glad you did it, right? Yep. Instead of, yeah. well, hey, it's, it's a year later and we never did the podcast. And well, at least, <laughs> sure. At least we didn't have to do that hard work. <laughs> right? No, you, <laughs> right. You, the feeling of accomplishment, not by doing things, but by doing hard things, things yeah. that you don't yeah. want to do. They're hard. But then when you do them, yep. you're so happy and grateful and thankful and you feel amazing that you've done them. So yeah, 
trick yourself, remind yourself how happy you're going to be, how how much, yeah. how much fulfilled you're going to feel when you do these hard things. Like try setting yeah. up your own podcast, publish your own book, start your own your print on demand merch store, because you're going to feel really good at the end when you're like, hey, I did it. I didn't like yeah. it at the time, but it was hard work, and I'm working for myself because I'm an entrepreneur. I learned things that worked and didn't work. I'm ranting now. I, I yeah, I'm not passionate about <laughs> well, this. Before before we go to some questions in the chat, I just want to kind of tag onto what you said. There, I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan a podcast, and he was talking about that exact thing about go do something hard, go do something difficult mm -hmm. because it builds character, because it refines you as a person, because it yeah. it reveals what's in you, the resolve that's in you. He's, and he said, the stuff that I do now that's easy is because I started doing it when it was hard and now I have practice. So things like stand-up yeah. comedy, podcasting, UFC commentating for Joe Rogan now comes to second nature, but that's because he tackled, he wrestled the bear and did the hard thing in order to become proficient at it so i i believe yeah. i mean I, I wholeheartedly agree with you chris that uh and that's something that i think is kind of lost on people like no embrace the suck and embrace the hard <laughs> and you will get through it and you'll be the, the beneficiary of it down the road like like with the podcast like you were saying there's tons of podcasts out there that that drop and then fizzle because the consistency of 52 episodes it's hard. It's hard to be oh, yeah. consistent. It's hard to it's hard to press record. As crazy as that sounds, and uh, you know, ninety percent of the work is is before you press record. But sometimes it's even hard to find time just to press record and and do right. it, and do it and and set aside the time and in Q four and and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you. So I want to go to some questions here because there are some user or some some users. <laughs> My screen says Facebook user. You guys aren't users. You're the primary <laughs> man. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, Matthew Markworth has a POD question. Says, what's a strategy to find the right balance between evergreens and holiday specific designs? I prefer evergreens, but have, but have had some success with topical stuff as well. I mean, it's a great question. Uh, it's a question that I probably would have answered differently when I first learned more about print on demand and, and, and when Merch by Amazon came out. Uh, so a balance between evergreen and holiday. I can tell you what I'm doing as someone who's experimented and tried so many of these different things is I don't do any. I, I'm not uh, I'm not an evergreen merch design seller where I upload designs that uh, yeah, if the right person finds them and searches for them and lands on my page, they might buy it, as well as holiday mm -hmm. things. If that's something you want to do and like to do, then by all means, go for it. But I've merch kind of made this this part clear for me, because with merch, merch by Amazon or any print on demand apparel system, you can upload pretty much everything. And when you can upload yeah. pretty much everything, then you start to think, OK, well, I should only upload like the best stuff. OK, well, what's mm -hmm. the best stuff? And you start making lists and it's like there's no limit. Like, where do you stop? Right? Like I'm going to upload the top 1% of my ideas. Well, why not 2%? Why not three? Well, maybe 10. Right. Like, and then to me, this, I can just speak for myself. I feel so overwhelmed that it's not fun anymore. And mm -hmm. I second guess myself and I've got adult ADHD, which I think I would predict uh -huh. a lot of entrepreneurs have undiagnosed. Yeah. So a little sure. tip, if you feel <laughs> unfocused, if, if you feel like you hop from idea to idea, uh, Take an online test, and if it kind of points you in one direction, go get actually evaluated. That's not something that can be evaluated on your own, uh, but but do talk to a, a psych doctor about it. Um, because if you do, it can 
be the answer to a lot of reasons why you hop around and you like, sure. always, like I get it. Um, but because yeah. of that, like, and realizing some of these things is we're like, you know what? I'm not doing those things. Like that's, that's not me. I'm right. not an evergreen merch seller. I'm not a holiday merch seller. I could do it. I understand mm. how it works, but I don't enjoy it. And it's time away from something else. So I'm trying to pass on the information that I'm trying to you know, take sure. for myself for the advice of, yeah. Hey, just cause you can do something, maybe you should do something else that more aligns with your strengths, your passions, your talents, right. your goals. Uh, and you might find that, you know what? Yeah, I, I get that you can, I mean, you, I get you can flip toys, do an RA and Q4, <laughs> but maybe this year you don't want to do it because you want to do right. something else. Right. And that's yeah. okay. So don't beat yourself up for the, sure. when you have all these options and you have to pick for someone with ADD, that can be a very difficult thing to do because you're not just picking something. You're also not picking all the others. And mm -hmm. the ADD brain doesn't do well with that. They're like, oh, but what, but right. what, but what, what about, but maybe, yeah. no, uh, yep. And you the have fear to of missing out. out the yep. FOMO. There's, there's heck of an opportunity in every yeah. holiday. Like yeah. there's a big opportunity, but yeah. yeah. Are you able to drive your own traffic? Uh, are you, you have a community that makes sense. Like I would rather build that type of community where you can support them with merch and they can support you by buying the merch mm -hmm. and do something you enjoy that's actually aligned with your skills and talents because you do yeah. holiday shirts long enough it's going to be work instead of yeah fun well sure. i think i'll take a stab at this question because um it it's something that we've kind of created a system for and and i think for for us and i think for anybody if if you want to have a balance between evergreen and um you know topical or, or holiday, if you want to design, you know, designs, um, any system will do. Okay. So you just have to choose it. And so what we did was we went through the calendar and we actually listed the holidays that we wanted to actually create designs for. And then we created a time that our designers would have to work on them and then that they, that they would have to be listed by. So we backed up about three months or four months or something, said the designs, so our, our, the people that would research the ideas for the holidays or for all, any event would, you know, back up four months and then give them to our designers who would have them. And then we'd have them listed three months before the holidays. So we just basically created a calendar. And then what we did was we said, okay, we want 25% of your ideas for that, that the, our researchers and maybe that's you, maybe, I mean, it was me at first, I would research the designs to give to our designers. But so we would say 25% need to be from this calendar uh, based on these holidays, then 75% need to be evergreen. So just, you know, memes or funny jokes or whatever that, you know, obviously we're going to trademark check them at some point down the road, you know, and, or, and copyright and all that stuff and just look at them and make sure that, you know, nothing's out of order. But uh, 25% topical or 25%, um, you know, uh, topical or holiday based on this list that we created and then 75% evergreen. And that's, that's kind of how we did it. And it's kind of how we still do it. Um, I think the magic or the, you know, the, the secret sauce. And we talked, I talked about this one time I gave away one of my best selling Valentine's day mugs. It was, it was a, a it was, it had a picture of Donald Trump. It had a wall. And it had some hearts and it said, I want you on my side of the wall. And that thing sold like hotcakes because what it did, it took <laughs> Valentine's Day and it took a very political thing. You know, that was it wasn't necessarily Democratic or Republican. It was just something in the news. And it took a topical event and a holiday and it married them. That thing went 
ballistic. So that is the secret sauce for like a really powerful uh, topical mug, but that doesn't sell hardly at all anymore. You know, so that's a flash in the pan. Um, it's my evergreens that pay the light bill, if that makes sense. So that's why we said 25% topical, 75% static designs that are going to last or evergreen designs that are going to last. So hopefully that answers your question, Matthew. Great question. Cause I know that a lot of, a lot of people have that question and, and maybe don't ask it. So thanks for asking it. That's a, that's a great question. Yeah, we have another one from Susie Sue. Another POD question says, why is Amazon limiting the amount of applicants being approved? I've applied going on two months now and it is still pending. I'm sure she's talking about Merch by Amazon. Chris, yeah. you you know a lot about this, so we'll let you handle this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I had like some insider info to pass along. Um, it used to be, it was initially started because there were so many people applying and unfortunately, mm -hmm. when so many people were applying, a small percentage of those people were bad actors who would upload yeah. copyright <laughs> stuff and trademark stuff and just cause problems, which meant Amazon had to hire lawyers and, and just new systems to slow down and check shirts and all these things. So they went to this application process and they they redid it a few years ago to kind of take in, OK, we know who the, the Amazon account is. Uh, have they been how long have they been with us? Have they also been a seller? Uh, do, are they an active seller? Like a lot of different things they actually ask for your tax ID now before. Uh, like like with the application, which used to be afterwards. So you can imagine before it helps to give them more information to make a, a, a decision. Uh, I, I do think that because of COVID, they're probably still a little backlogged on, on the approval process. I'm sure they would love to get away from the approval process and just have a system that works well enough that they can just let anybody who's interested come on, make an instant decision that actually weeds out the bad guys and lets everybody else in. Uh, so I know it's not the answer you want to hear other than just be patient. Know that Amazon wants to let everybody in. They they are all fully and committed to the merch program. They want more people who are uh, driving traffic and uploading great designs for Amazon customers. Uh, so just be patient. It's unfortunate. And I know it's frustrating, but uh, there's nothing you can do about it. Just check in. Uh, one thing I can add is they don't always send the acceptance email uh, or it goes to spam. You might miss it. So maybe once a week, just try to log in, right? Go to Merch by Amazon and see if it says, hey, your application is pending. And you might be surprised. Be like, oh, for Pete's sakes, I'm in because you may never got actually notified. Uh, I've seen that a lot. So I wouldn't do it every day, but once a week, uh, you might find that you get lucky and, and hopefully in the future, uh, it'll be easier. But don't let that stop you because Merch by Amazon is just one of many print-on-demand platforms that you can use. Um, and of course, I, I would recommend, regardless of your proof for anything, learn how to design, start making your own design, like have your designs ready and on deck. Cause mm. I can't tell you how yeah. frustrating it is where someone say, Hey, I finally got approved. You can see this in my group all the time. Finally got approved. What do I do now? I'm like, are you <laughs> like, but you did not like spend some time making it like, hey, you should have your designs on deck, like ready to go. So you, when you're approved, like, cause you know, you're getting approved. Mm -hmm. Don't get approved. And they're like, well, now what do I do? Should I go to Fiverr? What's Fiverr? Like, oh, for, 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 <laughs> I try to help people, but People got to help themselves yeah. a little bit at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Good question though. Good question though. Sure. Yeah. We've heard, we've heard that one a lot. And, and, you know, Chris, Chris does, you know, every once in a while he gets to, I went to an event that Chris hosted a while back and he had somebody from merch there. It was really cool to, to get to meet him. So he's got some connections, but unfortunately I don't even know that Amazon knows what they're doing half the time. So <laughs> Amazon's inventing the future. If you, if you think about it, like they, yeah. they're, they're kind of like the Tim Ferriss thing. They try new things. They'll shut yeah. down things yeah. that, that aren't working as well as they think right. they could. They'll, they'll break something good to make something great. Um, but they try a lot of things and, and we you could do a whole show just about that part of like, 
people forget the things that don't work, right? Like I, I understand like as a kind of a public figure in the Amazon space, like, oh, Chris, you did FBA and you did this. Like, like you're so like, you're so good at all these things. I'm like, y'all forgot all the things I tried that didn't work. <laughs> and, and I say that like, like kind of joking, but kind of dead serious. Like, honestly, people forget. You try something, it doesn't work. You post something, you get cricket. They forget. No one yep. cares. No one's like, oh, yeah, yeah, what about that thing that didn't work, uh, Travis? <laughs> no one cares about the things that didn't work. Well, unfortunately for us, it's all documented on this print-on-demand cast. So. <laughs> oh, shit. But you've done lots of you've, you've conferences. You've done, like, you've done a lot of things before, before the print-on-demand stuff. Like, you've made mistakes. Sure. Like How many, how many yep. coffee cups have you messed up and had to throw oh, God. away and beat the coffee? <laughs> Cases, yeah. cases yeah. of them. <laughs> right. I, I wish you, I mean, it would be an amazing Instagram feed if like every Wednesday or something you posted like this mess up, right? User <laughs> error, user yeah. error, user error, user error, right? And yep. I'm sure you've you yeah. make fewer user errors now, but you've got to go through the errors. You got to be willing to eat those. Sure. Like just yeah. eat it and like be able to laugh about it. Like you're going to yeah. mess up a thousand coffee cups your first year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as an example, so we've got a new guy that just started Monday. So for those of you who follow us, my daughter was filling in kind of between employees. We just hired, hired a new guy, started yesterday. And uh, I had him, I was like, hey, I need you to print this for me, you know, this shirt for me because we're going to do the podcast. And he forgot to pre-treat it. And so <laughs> I literally went so back there and this shirt vintage. just looked garbage, <laughs> you know, just did not look good at all. It didn't, you know, totally, totally messed it up. So yes, that's just one example of the many that we have documented and will continue to document yeah. on this podcast. That's just how it goes, yep. I guess. Right. Just yep. Absolutely. And I always quote, I always reference this quote, but it was Winston Churchill that said that success is moving from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. So I always think of of that quote when we're talking about how your failures will shape you and and give you what you need to succeed in the future. So it's uh, yeah, like I said already, embrace the suck. It's gonna happen. You're gonna mess stuff yep. up, but it's uh, it's gonna be okay. Well, it's like every failure is like one step closer to success, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if you can learn to love success, I, I forget the example. I told my neighbor he was uh, uh, what was it? Oh, he started a seal coating business. Right. Like mm -hmm. just on his own, like bought the truck, like joined a Facebook group and like learned how to do all this <laughs> stuff. And and he really enjoys being outside and working with his hands. He wants like he wants this kind of way to make extra money. So it's a good side hustle, but it's certainly not print on demand. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. have to spend money and he has to go out in the sun and, and really work. Sure. And he was saying that like whenever he like presents the bill to the customer, right? It's all quoted, like the customer knows how much it's gonna be beforehand. But this is his mm -hmm. first kind of business being the business owner, right? He, he's been an employee before, now he's the business owner. And he always says he's so nervous when he hands over the bill and, you know, it's time to get paid. And he's like, I did my best, but like, you know, but you know, is the customer gonna see that this is like, you know, really like, and he does really good work. Like he's overly yeah. critical uh, in my opinion. Um, and I told, like, he were sitting around the fire talking about this, drinking some beers. And I was like, he was like, he, he was frustrated. He kept feeling this negativity about this part of his business. And I was like, you know what you need to do is learn to love that. Like when you feel that, that like, think of it as, all right, it's good. Because what I asked him, what happens every time? Everybody, they're always happy. They're always thrilled. They're always elated. They're always yeah. ecstatic. Like, cause he does a really good job for a competitive price, you know, price that he's happy with, um, like he's doing a great job, but he's so worried of that one person who's like, it's not good enough or like this, this right. is too much money or someone else said they could do it cheaper. Like, and I said, in, learn to enjoy it, learn to like be optimistic when you feel that, because you know, what's coming next, 
they're going to write you that check and they're going to tell you how good a job they did. They're going to give you recommendations and they're going to, uh, you know, give you referrals mm-hmm. and they're going to call you next year and all these things yep. because every single time that's what's happened. Right. And he's like, yeah. So marry up that feeling and learn to love it. Mm-hmm. Like learn to love losing, learn to love posting and getting no engagement. Learn like, cause you're going to learn something from it and get better and better. <clears throat> it's a little bit of a secret and I hope people can kind of internalize this and write it down. Uh, experts, People are really good at something. They make the hard look easy. And that's what people forget. Like it looks like it it looks easy to them because they put in the work. (coughs) It is a hard job. Like to to be able to steal code a driveway in an hour. Don't feel guilty about charging what that job is worth because you can do it an hour. I can't do it in an hour because he's an expert. He makes this difficult job look easy but it's not actually a difficult job and the customer knows it and everybody knows it, but he, he has that imposter syndrome. Like a lot of people do around. I'm I've done this for so long. Yeah. I can set this up and, and you know, in an hour, it's a piece of cake. It's like, that's because you're actually good at it. And that's why people are paying you to yeah. do this yeah. for them. And it's, if you come from an employee mentality of a trade, your time for work of an hourly type, you know, employee, it can be difficult to, to make that switch. I've seen it so many times. So that, I hope anybody that's going through that can kind of see that and be like, oh, you're right. I'm seeing this the wrong way. I'm providing mm-hmm. value to the customer. And, and you can offer that value now with print-on-demand products to where it's right. kind of insane. It's like, for Pete's sakes, I get, I can offer all these things for sale. It doesn't it cost me anything to set up the store. And when the orders come in, someone else is going to ship them. Like it's, it is like a, a too-good-to-be-true type business model, and I hope more people jump yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Eric well, says we, this is really great advice. Madeline says, um, "Learn to love losing." Yep. And then Cassandra, Cassandra has a great question here, and I, I don't necessarily. I, I think we're we're about to wrap it up because we've we're over an hour now, uh, Cassandra. Yeah. So we're gonna actually. I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna take your question and maybe use it as a point of interest on a future podcast, um, and or post something about that in the Facebook group. It's about you know niche keyword research and maybe finding some outsourcers or something for that. I don't think we necessarily yeah. have time to tackle that, but, uh, but that is a good question, Cassandra. So thank you for that. I know some people yeah, in the absolutely. keyword world, if you guys want to have a, a keyword type guest on like a future episode, I'll, I'll connect with you guys about that. Okay. Yeah. And we, we oh, could yeah. also yeah. point you to uh, the episode we did with uh, Cordelia Blake. Let me find that which one it was really quick. So you have an episode if you, didn't hear that episode already. Wait for it. Wait for it. This is where we play the uh, fun music. Um, where is it? Wait for it. It's coming. I promise. <laughs> Man, this is really bad. You guys are like, you even put the camera on me. Thanks a lot, bro. That's no, you know, you're yeah. Embrace the suck, Travis. It's good. Which okay. one? <laughs> I'm learning from my mistake. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I won't say anything next time. This it's, actually, it, it's actually episode 41. Um, and she talks all about keywords and using Helium 10. Uh, it's not necessarily outsourcing um, your keyword finding, but it, it definitely has some great tips in episode 41 uh, with Cordelia Blake about finding keywords. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Josiah, take us away, yes. buddy. We will. Chris, thank you again so much for joining us live for this one-year anniversary. It was great to have you. Uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll have you back on again. And I'm sure at some point at a print-on-demand cast meetup, you will be there. We'll have to make sure that you're there so we can uh, 
get give out some sunglasses or wear sunglasses <laughs> have beers just you know have a good time in general everybody on the live thank you so much for watching us if you're listening on the replay or watching on the replay thank you so much for joining us we hope you found this information of course informational educational and entertaining uh as always you can go to printondemandcast.com to find out more about the show you can go to printondemandcast.com slash facebook now if you're listening to this and you're like there was a live there's a video version i don't understand that's because you're not a part of the facebook group yet so printondemandcast.com slash facebook is where you go join the conversation go join the family and we would love to have you there and of course as always leave us a five-star rating this time for the shirts for the guest and for the new aesthetic, the vintage retro vibe that we have going on. Uh, and we will love to have you guys leave us that review. And then we'll shout you out. And last but not least, of course, the easiest way to support the show, printondemandcast.com slash, slash shop, rather. Uh, pick up a shirt. Mm-hmm. The Guns N' Roses parody is Chris's favorite. It could be your favorite as well. So uh, support us and what we're doing here and go grab yourself a T-shirt. So with that, for Chris, for Travis, I'm Josiah. And we'll see you next time right here on the print on demand cast see ya hey babe thanks for listening to this week's episode of the print on demand cast we hope you enjoyed the totally tubular show if you got a question or a suggestion for the show send travis and josiah an email at info at print on want to be wicked nice take a minute to rate and review the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcast and don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode see you next time for sure